0: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. I think it'll be easier
1: uh, this year for him to kind of step up uh, as that leader. Uh, you know, last year was probably awkward for him, you know, me being there, me being in meeting rooms, and, and just kind of the whole dynamic. I think me being gone and him just, uh, he, is, he is the quarterback, he's the guy. And earning them respect from from the teammates, and I think now he, he can you know elevate that where he's
0: you know now he's in charge.
2: That's Eli Manning retired. Eli Manning talking about my guy, Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm almost uncomfortable with how much I've had to claim Daniel Jones. I thought he was going to be better than most people thought. It's, it's really that simple. Yes. I don't think he's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not well, sure if
1: he's even a great quarterback. Regardless, <laughs> but, you're, you're pot committed now. I am. Right? I, like, I am kind of. Let's like, start at the Senior Bowl. And now he is your ultimate ride or die. You know, what I mean, bit. he's right up there with Minshew. So good <laughs> luck to you. Okay, yeah. um, he's got a, he's got some decent, you know stuff going on in New York. You know, he's got a, a pretty good offense. So we'll see what happens with Daniel Jones. Yeah,
2: I think uh, yeah, they're still kind of in that transition part. I don't know what the Giants are. They have some good parts, better mm-hmm. parts. Uh, they obviously have Barkley, and if Jones takes a step. And then they do get rid of Eli Manning in terms of the shadow of it. You know, I don't say that as a player in person. I mean, I don't think they're happy about that. They loved everything about Eli Manning for a long time. But to get that out of there now and, and at least move on, now it feels like they're out of that transition a little bit and can make the full transition into the Daniel Jones era. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I'm just not – I'm really lukewarm on the Giants. You know, I just don't yeah. know what – they're a mystery team for me. I, I You know, you asked – Recently, like, like about, would you rather have those weapons? I, I don't know. Like, I, Ingram can't stay healthy. Sterling like, yeah, Shepard's same, had some injury, yeah, but
1: when I mean, Sterling on, he's on, man. I know he's it. a good but, receiver. But isn't Golden that,
2: Tate isn't? Aren't those guys a great example? Like Ingram, Shepard, Tate. You can say nice things about them, yeah, but they come with ifs and kind of like a little well, hesitation. Same thing with the Houston Texans, but you like them? Yeah, I do like them a little bit more. Yeah, and maybe that's because I know Deshaun Watson is there. True. You know, so it feels more stabilized. Well, and you hope
1: David Johnson goes, like, for 3,000 yards well, no, this I season. I don't hope you- great, <laughs> okay? <I'm> not- <laughs> well, no, but I'm saying if you're Houston Texans, you hope that David Johnson goes for 3,000 yards, because look what you traded for him.
2: All right, we are about to find out the depths of versatility of Austin Lane. So, <laughs> Have you heard of these... What are they called? Murder bees?
1: <laughs> murder hornets. Murder hornets. Yeah, but m- murder bees. I mean, I mean, by the way, pick a more aggressive name for an insect. What are we doing? Well, I, there was a couple of things I've seen, and
2: one is that'd be a great minor league team name. Baseball. I'm not mad at that. I mean, it's, it's right up there with the Wu Tang killer bees, if you will. Yeah. So, play
1: <laughs> a uh, so. bumblebee?
2: Uh, I mean, if, if you really want to get good here, go play the Tommy Boy scene. Oh, never talk. Uh, <laughs> But (laughs) firearms are defenseless. Kuz came up with a pretty good one, right? Yeah. Kuz, uh, what did you tweet out today about the murder hornets?
0: I said, who would be the more? I can't even say murder. You think it's murder hornet? Hornet. Try being from Rhode Island and saying that. (laughs) Who would be the murder hornet of the NFL next year? (laughs) That's somebody that the the that's gonna just flip the league and nobody's gonna be ready for it. And he's gonna
1: bite all their heads off
0: and feed them to their young. Yeah.
2: It, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. Let's get more in depth on an education of bees, yeah. and then we'll, and answer, then the we'll que-
0: answer that
1: question. Well, I feel like we should answer the question first, and get more educated on the bees, because it's it's a serious thing, and I don't want to like okay. end up with like some funny.
2: All right, you know? good I idea. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So who's going to be the guy?
1: Kinlaw, because because you know, hey, you know how I feel about it, and <laughs> and oh, like you're you're Daniel, like, you know, you have Daniel Jones, right? And you've been, hey, we'll see what happens with him. Well, my Daniel Jones is Javon Kinlaw. Okay, and I think a guy that goes into the most perfect scheme he could ever go into, a scheme where defensive line coach Chris Coserics can go, hey, you know what? Yeah, your, de- your hands are decent. Um, we're going to develop a pass rush move, but you know what? I just want you to focus on your get off. If you have a good get off, this wide nine defense worked just fine. Well, that's what Kimlaw does well, so I think he's going to take the NFL by storm.
2: Oh, wow, that's a great question. All right, I'm going to just go with my first one. This is obviously way out there, but who knew of murder hornets before this? <laughs> How about Jordan Love? Aaron Rodgers <laughs> mm-hmm. gets hurt, goes down. Does Jordan Love hurt Aaron no, Rodgers? Okay. Okay okay. Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay, okay, But <laughs> okay. okay. he goes down. I'm with you, I'm with you. This kind of feeds into this whole oh, murder man. idea, though. And Jordan Love. It's happened before. Boom. Boom. Rodgers is taking some hits. Takes off. And nobody expects, and all of a sudden, Green Bay
1: looking like geniuses. Yeah, cool, is because they're killing the league. Go ahead and record this segment, because you know what? And I honestly, through all the chaos of, of Green Bay Packers, you know, sp- fandom, I didn't consider the fact that Aaron Rodgers could realistically get hurt, because it's happened pretty much every single season where he has some kind of minor injury and he plays hurt. Where if an opportunity presents itself for Jordan Love and he comes out and he balls out, do you just roll with him then? It's, it's an interesting topic.
0: Well, and then my follow-up would be for this. would Could there be a player going into their second season that could take a jump that would surprise teams and maybe catch them off guard?
2: Yeah, and listen, I, I know where you're going with this. And the obvious answer – well, I don't know if you're going with this. But the obvious answer <laughs> would be like Minshew. See, yeah. Minshew to me wouldn't fit this. Mitchu went 6-6 six and six, and – like I that wouldn't surprise me it might surprise the nation a little bit if you were to go and and lead this now the Jags could be this team because everybody thinks they're like the worst team in the league by far yeah but I I don't think Minshew would fit the category and the questioning I don't know if that's what you were thinking no I was just
0: trying to think of maybe a player that that did almost maybe didn't even live up to the hype of their rookie year and then it finally clicked you know hey in in a a way DJ
2: Chark Okay. Was, yeah. was like that last year for the Jags. I mean, DJ Chark did nothing his rookie year, mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, it was actually that's not fair because he was very good on special teams. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, so from a football standpoint, I think he did more than people would give him credit for. But then, bam, into the Pro Bowl. I mean, that's that's kind of the player we're looking for. Uh, so, if you're talking Jags, they had that guy. Yep. Who could be that guy this year for the Jags? Uh, Just, I, yeah. I, that's a tough one to answer. Yeah, um, I don't know. But from the NFL perspective, I think you've got a you're looking for something like the explanation I just gave with Jordan Love. I mean, yeah. they kind of come out of nowhere and take the league by storm.
1: So to answer your question, Cruz of going into year two is going to be the breakout guy. I'm going with Andy Isabella for a couple reasons. Number one, um, they got DeAndre Hopkins, so DeAndre Hopkins will command all the attention. He will command the double teams. He will command the top corner spot. You have Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald can play in the slot a lot, a position that Andy Isabella usually plays. But obviously, Larry Fitzgerald up there in age, they. Still want to get him the ball obviously he came back for a reason so he put larry fitzgerald in the, in the slot that means that andy isabella will be the guy on the outside he will be the guy running the go routes which obviously that's what he specializes in and he's going to be doing it against not a nickel corner not a one corner but a two corner so i like andy isabella's chances this year to go off
2: all right, so there we go. We got a couple of those guys. Uh, we'll call them the Killer Bees, even though their name doesn't begin or with a B. But uh, those are our NFL Killer Bees, Murder yeah. Hornets, Murder Hornets. Yeah. All right, so here's what, here's how this came about, yeah. and I have to share you, I have to do this. We don't sit here and talk Mike about K, first of all. non-football sports-related stuff very often.
1: Yeah, this is crazy. We're doing this, but yesterday after the show, Mike K. What did he tweet at you? So Mike, K, well, he didn't tweet at me. He just tweeted us in general. Okay, and but you wanted, it, it wanted to was, jump all over this. Well, yeah. So it was a video of uh, these murder hornets in Japan, and essentially what they're attacking is a bunch of honeybees. What the honeybees did was they actually formed a circle around the murder hornet, and they danced around them. And what the dancing does, actually, is that it penetrates the exoskeleton of a murder hornet, and it cooks them. And the way that, you know, biology or whatever is set up with the honeybees is that their skin doesn't get affected like the murder hornets does. So essentially what you saw was a bunch of bees swarming a murder hornet and taking them out in, in their own hive. And so... You were about ready to pounce back
2: and on and, and Twitter. I was going to drop a couple interesting facts on yeah, that video. because you have some knowledge of this. You grew up on a bee farm. Correct. And all of a sudden, Austin is like educating me, and I'm fascinated. Yeah, yeah. And I said, don't tweet it. Save it. Yeah. Because the bee world is a fascinating world. <laughs> it definitely is, man. It's crazy. Well, So, so I give you the floor. Where okay. are the murder hornets from, and what the heck is going on, and why are they so dangerous? I mean,
1: uh, how much time do we got here?
2: Good old day, man. Okay. Maybe. All right. Well, can or, I. The sports world stopped, remember? Yeah. Okay.
1: So, can I can I start from the beginning then? Yeah, you can. And g- g- go back about four or five years? Sure. To where this all kind of stems from? Okay. So, and keep in mind, this is more of me consoling my grandfather than I. I mean, I know some of this stuff, but obviously I kind of ran it by him a little bit growing well, educated. up. So, yeah, exactly. So, first of all, here comes a real question, Brent. You asked me this yesterday. What's the big deal about bees? Right, because what's the big deal if all the bees die out? What, what's the big deal if these murder hornets come in, wreck shop, and all of a sudden there's no more honeybees? Yeah, quite like, frankly, deal? bees annoy me most sometimes. Here we go. If the bees die out with these murder hornets whatever other kind of disaster happens, $30 billion in crops get lost every single year. Okay? Now, of the 100 crop species um, in the entire world, 70% of them need to be pollinated. That's where honeybees come in. They pollinate the plants. That 70% of the crops that get pollinated by honeybees. They feed 90% of the world. So essentially what we're talking about here, Brent, is that if the bees go away and the bees die out, 90% of the the food that gets brought out to the, the, the whole world is gone. So now we run the risk of obviously a global cata- a catastrophe where people are going to starve because we, We lose our vegetables, we lose our our fruits, we lose a lot of things, okay? So that's a big deal. So that's why this is important, okay? And that's why honeybees are important, because they make our economy go number one, they make our ecosystem go number two, and they feed people. No bees, people aren't getting fed. So let's rewind the clocks back about four or five years ago. And I brought this up to you yesterday as well, and you didn't really know what was going on, which is crazy, but there was a time where honeybees were dying out. Okay. And there was a time where there was kind of actually a pandemic of why are honeybees dying? Like, I mean, this was, this was on CNN, this was on Fox, and this was everywhere. Okay. And this was a couple years ago, keep in mind. And what the belief was was that cell phone towers that went up in different states were affecting the honeybees, like the frequencies. And it was driving them crazy and it was killing them. Then there was another thought, school of thought that said, well, it's global warming, right? The bees aren't adjusting the temperatures properly, and this is why they're dying out, you know? So obviously, it started to get political. They go back and forth. Why are honeybees dying? Why are honeybees dying? Well, what ended up turning out happening was there was a, a, a little parasite by the name of a Vera. Uh, I'm not sure I say this right. It's a Vera insect, okay? And this Vera insect, this Vera mite, came from Australia, and it originated in Australia. This vera mite evolved to the standpoint of it attacked beehives by essentially feeding off the honey and then when you go in the hive it would plant its eggs where like the, the bees are being hatched. Now these little suckers were so like in tune with what's going on with you know the world and just nature that they would hatch exactly when the honeybees hatched. So what does that do? Essentially when a honeybee hatches the vera mite attacks the honeybee, kills it and it kills out the whole hive. Okay, so this was a couple, it was like four or five years ago, keep in mind. All right, so people are panicking because you can't see the Varamites, They're super small. They're all over the United States. Colonies are dying off. Honeybees are dying off. What do you do? The University of Purdue, or I guess Purdue University, you would say, right? Purdue University? Uh, I think yeah, Purdue University. Okay. So Purdue University. Who, P-U or U-P? Yeah, who I guess, they, I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Purdue University, we'll just say, who has a, a very, I guess, in-depth agricultural program, they started to study bees. And they started they studied bee colonies all across the country. This is where it gets really cool. We're talking urban settings. We're talking, you know, in the country, kind of like my grandpa's got, where he's got like, you know, 20-something bee boxes in the middle of nowhere. They studied everything from a, from across the country. And they realized that, yeah, honeybees are dying out, and it 's because of these mites you know like the, 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 they, they they figured that part out, but what they couldn 't figure out is there was like two or three hives out of the hundreds and hundreds that they they kind of experienced. two or three hives didn 't have any mites in them, like for whatever reason, the very mites weren 't in the hives, and they couldn 't figure it out, so they go more in depth with these hives, and they actually put bear mites in the hives to see what would happen when they got in the hive. It turns out that these bees, for whatever reason evolved so much where they recognized the mite, and they would bite the mite's ankles for whatever reason. They wouldn't eat it, but they would bite off its ankles. In biting off its ankles, it couldn't move. Being it couldn't move, it died out, okay? So Purdue saw that, and they're like, what we need to do is take the DNA of those bees from those two or three colonies that we found, and we got to add them to all the other bees. Hence, the ankle-biter bee was born. Not I, making this stuff up, man. That's
0: fantastic. Okay?
1: So essentially what they did is they they took the DNA, um, you know, the, the, the tributes to those bees, and they put them in a bunch of bees, right? And I remember when this first went down because my grandpa was obviously worried about this, right? Like, to set the scene, my grandpa's got about 20-something bee boxes, okay? Each box has around 15,000 bees in it. So d- do the math. That's a lot of bees. Yes. Okay? So... I remember talking to my grandpa about this this is going down and I, I brought up the ankle biter bee. he's like, Absolutely. He's excited for it. He's gonna get him obviously and that's gonna help the the bear might, you know, kinda go extinct, if you will. But I'll never forget what he told me after he had the excitement. 'Cause you know, my grandpa's kind of old school, but he's very in tune with, you know, beekeeping, but he doesn't he doesn't have Twitter, he doesn't have Facebook, so he's not like on the you know, the new scale, but he knows bees, okay? And he told me this. He's like I'm worried about one thing, though. I'm worried about when you mess with Mother Nature and when you add something new to the mix, when you genetically modify bees, usually what happens is there's going to be some consequences. And usually what happens is you kind of upset the natural order of things. Okay, so now it's 2020, okay? My grandpa said that four or five years ago. All things considered, the 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 mites... They're not really a problem anymore, okay? It's all good. Those I mean, ankle biters did their but, job. But here's the problem, though. Those ankle biters, those ankle biting bees that got added to all the hives to get rid of the mites well, they got a taste for baromite, okay? So it is super uncommon for a honeybee to go to a different hive, right? Because if they go to a different hive, they die. It, it's almost like the bloods in the crypts, man. Like you're, you come from your hive and you stay in your hive. If you even think about going to a different hive, you will get you're going to get killed simple as that because you don't belong there right so what these ankle biter bees started to do is they started to go to hives that were run down and just attack the varomites and bring them back to their colonies for whatever reason essentially what they were doing is they're bringing the varomites back to their colonies they're still killing them but now the varomites are expanding again so the the ankle biter bee got a taste for these varomites and decided you know what I'm not going to do my job anymore of like producing honey and pollinating I'm going to make it my sole responsibility to attack Varamites. Ah. Okay? So that kind of messed up the chain of command a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So – that that whole deal happened. What ended up happening out of that is they created other ways to destroy mites where you, you you can take a bee box, you can add um, like this powder stuff to it. Doesn't affect the bee, the bees, but it kills the varmites. Okay. So simple as that. So mites, Then they go back to making honey. Exactly. So varmites, not a big deal. Okay. Once again, the bees are pollinating the flowers. We got crops, everything. Everything's, Everything's good. good. Everything's fantastic. Well, you know, straight out of a horror movie. Now here we go. Murder hornets. These, these are the murder hornets. Okay. The murder hornets started in Japan. And the interesting thing about the murder hornets is, well, a couple things. Number one, they attack colonies, and they attack them in the most vicious way we're talking about. I'm talking Mel Gibson Braveheart times ten, okay? I'm talking about I'm William Wallace, and I'm going to kill you. Um, What these murder hornets do is one murder hornet will get a kind of a vibe on a hive or on a colony, and he'll put out a pheromone, which is kind of like a, a scent, Right. Murder hornets, like within miles of the area, will smell that and come aid the other mur- murder hornet. So essentially what you're going to have is you're going to have 50 murder hornets attack one colony. The problem is, is that these murder hornets are big in stature, and they're big in size, and they're hard to take down. And what they do is they actually eat the heads off of honeybees. They'll eat the heads off honeybees, and then they'll go take them back to their babies and feed them to their own colony. I saw somewhere where it said it can take a murder hornet, like a group of 50 murder hornets, it can take them like three or four hours to disrupt the whole colony. Oof. Keep in mind, that's 15,000 bees, man. Okay? So here's the here's the crazy thing. I talked by the about, way,
2: they're like seven times as venomous, right?
1: Exactly. Well, that's another thing, too. So okay. in terms of the human thing, yes, they're called murder hornets, right? So you should be worried if you're a human. And I asked my grandpa talked about this as well. My grandpa's been stung by honeybees. Realistically, probably over 200 times, at least. I mean, he just, he, got, he gets stung, it is what it is. He said that he's very worried, though, for these murder hornets in the standpoint of a honeybee's stinger is 1.5 millimeters. A murder hornet is two-tenths of an inch. So essentially, you're dealing with a stinger, stinger that's about four to five times as big as a honeybee's. So just do the math. Yeah. If you've ever been stung by a bee, that hurts. Times that by five, six, see how that feels. Mm. That's what you're dealing with, with a murder hornet, okay? Here's the crazy thing, though, and here's why it's bad for honeybees, obviously. The murder hornets have somehow found their way over here. Once again, you can say it's probably from shipping containers, something like that. Whatever the reason is, I don't think it was an act of terrorism or anything, but the murder hornets have now found their way they to think the state. They came from Japan? Japan, correct. Yeah. So people are worried now, obviously, because once again, it's just like the Varamites, where if they kill out these colonies, it's going to hurt the honeybee population, hurt the honeybee pop- population. You can't pollinate. You can't pollinate. You don't have crops. Here's the crazy thing, though. So there's two kinds of bees right now in the world. There's the European bees, which are in the United States. They've they, they all migrated from Europe. And then you have these Japanese bees. Okay? The Japanese bees are the video that Mike K posted of these Japanese bees get in a circle, they dance, and they take this thing out. With the heat. Yeah, exactly. There's videos right now in the States of honeybees approaching a murder hornet, and they don't do that. They They try to sting the murder hornet, because that's kind of like their natural defense mechanism. When they feel threatened, they sting you. Unfortunately, their stinger cannot penetrate the exoskeleton of a murder hornet. So now what needs to happen is they have to somehow take the DNA of Japanese bees. This is crazy I'm saying this. Take the DNA of a Japanese bee and implement that into the, the bee of like the European descent in the United States. Because the United States bees do not know how to handle mur- murder hornets. When the murder hornets attack their colony, they're going to try to sting them. And it's not going to work. Number one, you're going to sting them and they're going to die. But number two, it's going to do nothing. So what the, the, what the honeybees need to do here in the United States is try to, you know, obviously man up and start dancing around this murder hornet to cook them and kill them. But they don't know how to do that. So that's why it's crazy right now from the standpoint of in Japan, they're okay. Like their bee populations are going to be fine because for whatever reason, they've evolved to the standpoint of they know how to kill a murder hornet. The, the, the honeybees in the United States do not know how to do that.
2: Huh? How pervasive do we know is the murder hornet? It's obviously starting to make waves. So they've yeah. got a bunch of it's not like 3 I've landed on a, on a on a on a crate. Yeah, that yeah. came over from wherever. Yep.
1: It's a big problem. Grandpa nervous about this. Um, I think he's more nervous about getting stung actually right now than his colonies even. Yeah. They say it um,
2: can kill a person, but very unlikely. Yeah, it's it's super they have unlikely. They to be provoked. And, exactly. and that's what I read on it's, it. It's
1: it's super unlikely. Um. The biggest thing now is to see just how bad the infestations are going to be. You know, like how many murder hornets will there be? Because like I just said, scientists in Purdue or wherever have not come up with a way to stop these murder hornets in, in terms of colonies. Right. And it took them a while, like with, with the varimite, like I talked about, to create that ankle biter bee. That, that took years. OK. Now, the cool thing about that was the fact that the mites, I mean, they're small in stature. I mean, yes, they take down colonies, but they weren't like migrating at an alarming rate if these murder bees come in and just start sweeping out colonies and the bees can't defend themselves well now you have an issue right because scientists have to quick come up with a way to stop this and it could take a couple of years, if that. So, man, fascinating. It's crazy, man. We just spent 20 minutes talking about bees, <laughs> and I heard how it, are those ratings I, looking right? Probably now? Probably awful, but <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. care. I, right.
2: I I thought it was fascinating. Like yeah. you keep seeing the headlines, right? We yeah. have it on our on CBS 47 and Fox 30, and everybody's talking about these murder hornets. And then we got talking about it for five minutes. I was like, I'm all in.
1: I'm
0: Come all in you on mean, the bees. Yeah. Like, I heard, I I think it's fascinating. I heard in Japan they're like a delicacy too.
1: Yeah, people eat them as well. The murder, M- the murder hornets. hornets. Yeah. Which, you know, oh, to each their own. The bottom line is right now we're you rooting know. for the honeybees. You, you have to. You have to. I mean, if if you want to keep sustaining food and feeding the world, you need honeybees to do it. So, yeah, absolutely. You're praying that the scientists can come up with a way to counter the murder hornets. Or else you can figure just if nature can somehow prevail and the bees get it ingrained in themselves to fight back, well, then you're all good. But right now, the bees in the United States have not shown sure to do that.
2: It's a serious thing, but not to make it light, we are a sports show. The murder hornets are essentially the new york yankees
0: <laughs> we, we yeah. need them to go away so we all need to dance around the yes.
1: yes yeah we need them to go away well you know, you what? know they did have murderers
0: row back yeah. in the day yeah. but they
1: are the yankees in my mind well and in my mind too like those bees in japan they're, they're like jean-claude van damme in like blood sport where we, <laughs> we need to bring those bees in japan over here to teach the the european bees that are in the united states how to fight man like we have to open up a a, a bee dojo if you will <laughs> I'm serious, man. Give these honeybees a chance. (laughs) They're they're, they're, they're all white belts, man. I need mean, black belt honeybees, not I'm white be belts. i be honest
0: with how little sports we've seen. I bet if someone filmed a m- <laughs> murder hornet versus honeybee <laughs> video big, fight. Big TV ready. People would watch uh, this. It'll
1: last it three seconds. Listen.
0: Well, we, we watched a giraffe give birth to a
2: giraffe uh, for like uh, a baby giraffe for about four <laughs> that's days. It hey, had giraffe. millions of views. So <laughs> this could be, you might be onto something. Yeah. Um, how does PETA feel about the bee stories? Well, not sure. It's a good point. You know, I mean, Is I think like well, yeah, jurisdiction.
1: I mean, they're all in on all animals, but like the murder hornets do nothing. You know, like they're they're not good. I mean, I guess you know if people in Japan are eating them. So be it. But they're not good. By <laughs> the way,
2: this was just a show and tell. You think Austin Lane's just a guy from small town Wisconsin, Murray State mm-hmm. played football, dumb yeah. jock guy, You're right? Uh, fights for a living. Yeah. And how about the bee knowledge? That there was really just. That's just for your resume tape, right there.
1: Well, that was just that was just a Saturday growing up, man. That's nothing yeah. crazy <laughs> for me. But yeah, thanks, was, <laughs> uh, thanks for putting let me, you know, speak on bees, man. Yeah, no yeah, problem. I I mean, like I
2: said, I was entertained. I'll I'm tell entertained. you what,
1: if one person will be entertained, my grandpa's going to be super pumped if he ever listens to that. I was going to say, we're going to get your grandpa
0: well, up bet- on that technology. I know you said he's not, but I'm going to need a live stream he's, he's of not. this bee fight he, now. He, he can't. Yeah, there's no asking. All right, you guys are going to have to send me up there. I'm going to send him bee fighting ring. He doesn't
1: even have Wi-Fi. First of all, so that's going to be issue but is, it is
2: something that a lot of people don't understand right because it looks like why would you go why would you have like a bee farm like why Correct. would you put yourself around but it is a fascinating process yeah. uh, i knew someone uh, back in well, rhode island that did the same thing and yeah. it was i didn't have the knowledge of it of that but yeah. i was like they loved it like there's a passion
1: for it well right? it's crazy so i posted a video of my grandpa like you know working with the bees probably man four or five years ago um, and it was kind of back when like, you know, the, the height of every, like the panic of, are the bees going to die? And I posted it on Twitter. I just said, you know, hashtag save the bees. Um, this is my grandpa's farm. And dude, the, like the reaction I got off of it. From just like random people on Twitter, it was insane. Really, they're like, "Thank you, you know, thank you for doing what you do." I'm like, "Okay, first of all, it's not me. I couldn't do anything. Like, I have <laughs> yeah, no idea yeah. really how, how to manage that." But I mean, th- th- there is a, a subsection of people out there that are really into this kind of stuff. Absolutely, no, I agree. Probably I found listen that out to our too. show, but yeah, it is ah, what
2: well, it is. now they do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Every day at four o'clock, uh, yeah. a B update uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming up on Action Sports X on ESPN six ninety. All right, hey, be like Mike is a thing. When I say be like Mike, you think. Michael Jordan. Correct. Who would you rather be like, Mike Jordan or Mike Tyson? Next on ESPN 690. Is it a no-brainer? I got some thoughts about it. Next on ESPN 690.
1: I, I think so. You know, I think there are a lot of pieces in place uh, for that team to be good and, and surprise some people. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I tried to build a winning culture the best I can, and some of those young guys, you know, they were they were really buying in and developing. You know, going through their growing pains, and some of them are becoming older and wiser. You know, and so the team's in good hands. You know, it's just a matter of time.
2: That, of course, is Calais Campbell, now the Baltimore Ravens, former Jacksonville Jaguar, talking a little bit about the Jaguars and your team. And uh by the way, big congratulations to Calais. Him and his uh, lovely wife uh had their first child yesterday, baby boy. Nice. Seven pounds, five ounces. My first reaction was like, That's it? I figured when Calais right. Calais said, baby, uh maybe it would be like Already a, a starting center.
1: Yeah, I mean, like for, for, for get, like a little blanket. Go ahead and get that baby a beach towel. You know what I'm saying to wrap him up with. Yeah, Of
2: course, uh, that, that's not the case. Seven pounds, five ounces. He texted me a little bit. where we it's going back and forth, and uh, it was really pretty cool. He's like, "It's the best day of my life." Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is awesome. Think about that guy's had a lot of good days, you know. Yeah. Um, and and he said uh, he's got long limbs, so he he's gonna be a good athlete. I like it. Maybe <laughs> play
1: some basketball or something. And
2: uh, yeah, he's, he was. So cool! Overjoyed for uh, Calais and and his lovely wife and uh, congratulations! How much I I you know I did it on, I I put it on TV last night because I had heard and then uh, uh, I texted back and forth uh, with Calais about just congratulations and it was interesting right I I said to myself you know I'm not sure first of all when when even current Jags have babies mm-hmm. uh, kids I I don't know if we put that on TV a lot I don't know if we bring it up a lot. And definitely a former Jags. I don't think we do. So, so again, I, 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 admit to my bias with Calais Campbell, but we also got quite a bit of response about that. And I just mm-hmm. think that's how Jacksonville feels about him. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. If he's wearing a Baltimore Ravens uniform anymore. It didn't matter that for the first good chunk of his career, he, he wore an Arizona Cardinals jersey. That's Calais Campbell. He feels like he's Jacksonville's. And, and I think he always will be. And people want to know about him and, and stay tuned and root for him. And, um, uh, it's a fascinating relationship with this city, this fan base,
1: and Calais Campbell. Listen, it it comes back to the old school quote, you know, where everyone gets what they earn, okay? And we talk about Calais Campbell, and the reason why I think this fan base in Jacksonville, and I'm sure the fan base in Arizona are still rooting for that guy, it's because he was a true professional, not only on the field, but off the field as well, right? Like, you, you never had one bad thing to say about Calais Campbell. So when that player leaves, you know, um, Nine times out of ten, it's like, oh, well, good riddance. You're not on the team anymore. We'll see you later. You're like, I'm going to delete you from Twitter. But with Calais Campbell, he's an exception, man. He's an outlier because of everything that he's done in the community, the way he represented the Jaguars, the talent on the field, you couldn't deny. So with that being said, I mean – Calais Campbell has it done, done it the right way where, yeah, he goes to new cities and makes fans, but guess what? He keeps the fans from the old cities.
2: All right, a couple things to get to, and uh, we'll maybe hear a little bit more from Calais Campbell. Once again, congratulations to him and his family on the, on the little guy. That is awesome. Uh, we have uh, senior shout-outs that we've been doing for the kids in town that aren't celebrating uh, their senior years like normal, and uh, it is time for our latest senior shout-out, and that is to Antonio Colon from Creekside High School. Michelle and Joe are Antonio's parents and uh, the message is Antonio we're so incredibly proud of you and all of your accomplishments once this pandemic is over we will celebrate you in the style you deserve committed to college yes he is the citadel to play some baseball support of a uh, very good baseball program down at Creekside High School congratulations to Antonio Colon mom and dad Michelle and Joe and thanks for uh sharing that shout-out with us and and all of Jacksonville. You can do the same for your senior. Go to ESPN690.com and uh, fill out uh, the necessary information so we can give your son or daughter a shout-out here on ESPN 690 from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. And I do remind you as well, it's a separate thing, but we're also doing this on the TV side, and I think these uh, students have earned that. And uh, we're proud to be able to do it. And uh any way we can celebrate this 2020 class, uh we're going to do our part if we can. You can send them on the TV side to sports at actionnewsjacks.com. And, of course, you have to send a picture, too, <laughs> uh, for the TV side of things. But um, more than willing to uh, give a shout-out to your senior on CBS 47 and Fox 30. We started that this week. We'll be doing it throughout the month of May. But they are two separate things. Uh We won't see what's in the ESPN690.com com file or espn 690 won't see what's technically in the sports at action dot com file so while you're doing it just do both sports at action news com with a picture and uh go to espn com and we'll give a senior shout out right here on the show i like that man hey you know what else we have to do we have to give away a metro diner gift card let's get let's it let's do that right now hey coos how many phones do you want to answer today
0: well, we did. I feel like if we're following the trend, we're at six. <laughs> well, what's May sixth though? I mean, we had the May fourth for Star Wars. Yeah. We had May fifth for Cinco de Mayo. Today is isn't today is officially the start of Nurses Day, so that can count.
1: Isn't it? Remember the, sis, the Sith or whatever? Is the sixth? Is not a Star Wars thing?
0: Yeah, no, but it's I. Sixth but I Sith think also something. like it's today like kicks off nurses like I think it turned into a month, but it was supposed to be like a week thing.
1: Really, Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith. Maybe. And
2: not well, then let's do it.
0: May the Sith be with you.
2: For all the front line I think it's workers out there.
1: Revenge of the sixth the Let's caller. <laughs> oh no. Sorry. Boy, how about we just give away Metro Diner? gift
2: Let's do that right now. Well, let's make it caller number six, nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. Here is your chance to win a fifty dollar gift card uh to Metro Diner. And you have a couple more days, by the way, to get your orders in, ready to heat brunch, lunch, and dinner meals, like a meal lover's casserole, roasted turkey or pot roast. And you can pre order through Friday. That's coming up Friday. Pick up Friday, Saturday, or Sunday just in time to celebrate Mom Mother's Day, of course, uh, this weekend. But a $50 gift card to Metro Diner will help you out with that, 904-362-9901. It is Revenge of the Sixth. Revenge of the Sixth. So here we are. Caller number six. Right now you can call star star 690 as well. It's the uh, quickest way to dial in. And Kuz will have a winner shortly enough Fred martin austin lane coos we've talked about bees by the way i have science teachers all over the area calling and they would like (laughs) you to speak to their class either on zoom or or whatever they get back to normal.
1: That's that's what my grandma used to do actually. When I was in grade school, she would come in and like talk about bees, and then at the end of the day, obviously, then you get ice cream and honey. So like, I mean, it made <laughs> it all perfect. worth it because like, what we we do honey, we do maple syrup as well. So like, we we're you know big into maple syruping. So she would come in and talk about maple trees too. So.
2: <laughs> there you go. You're gonna be that guy. I know. I'm gonna be that guy. listen to this, you are that everybody guy. brought some ice cream and maple syrup. You guys excited? Yeah. I'm telling you, he's the most unique guy around. I mean, yeah. NFL, MMA. Honeybee expert Honey
1: bees man, let's go. Uh, and you know you know it's cool. I'm actually I got positive feedback too, which no. makes me happy. Man, uh, here's so. here,
2: I'll read I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll read you what I got. Yeah, this from my my uh, my guy, uh, front porch kettle corn, kettle okay. corn from the Dream A team. Right. Remember that? Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. So he said that might have been the best non-sports segment I've ever heard. Fascinating info. There Tell you Austin, go. Good job. Cool See man. That? Right on. I'm, I'm glad somebody's entertained. Hey, listen. So. We talk sports all the time. Yeah. I try not to venture into the music world too, too much. Sure. Uh, I, when we were talking about this after the show, yes, I'm like, save it for the air. Yeah. I'm fascinated. And I thought you were kidding. And I don't care if anybody else is fascinated or not in this one. I'm going to be selfish. Uh,
1: Well, I appreciate it, man. I had fun. uh, Thanks uh, thanks for
2: giving me the opportunity. It was really good. Thanks to (laughs) Grandpa uh, for all the institutional knowledge as well. All right. uh, This, the last dance has been something. It has. Right. Um, I'm finally caught up. Kids are all watching. Everybody loves it. Mm Mm-hmm. And we, we relate so many of things that are going on to what's now. We had a conversation earlier a uh, couple of days ago about branding. Correct. I do want to get into the conversation in a little bit about athletes and their social responsibilities. Because mm-hmm. that comes up in the latest segment or this past weekend with Michael Jordan. And we talked briefly about it, but not enough. i got a couple more thoughts on it. But I also thought about this. Mike Tyson's been in the news recently. He's 53 years old, and if you've seen the videos, he can still move like a son of a gun. Still got it. I mean, and, and so I, wasn't there something going out there like, would you get hit by Mike Tyson in the chest or something for, for like 50 a, grand?
1: Something like, something that. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I don't know the answer to that. I, do, I would say probably not.
1: I mean, if you're contemplating it, I'm here to advise you there's easier ways to make 50 grand, Brent. Yeah. Okay? I mean, don't, he could kill don't me. do that. Yes. He would kill you. you yeah. kill, I mean, kill anybody. Like, if he hits you in the heart, yeah. Thanks for playing. Have yeah. fun. No, we'll I see don't you later. Do that. Yeah, nobody I'd, wants to do I'd that. I'd rather not do that. Yeah. Uh, so
2: I I got to thinking about Mike Tyson. Sure. Mike Tyson, one of the most fascinating athletes of all time. <sighs> and he's not up there, by the way, in the it's good a, guy category whoa. and who you'd want to be and your role model and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of different ways I thought about it. Be Like Mike is the Gatorade commercial, and, and it made Michael Jordan even more famous than he already was. And it's awesome. It was awesome at the time. And, yeah. and it still kind of resonates. It's pretty cool. But if you look at Jordan right now, somebody brought this up to me. They texted me. They said, you know, Jordan looks miserable. He looks bitter. Mm-hmm. He looks in this whole documentary. He doesn't look like he's at. Well, he doesn't look. I, I don't know if I felt all of that, but I will say he doesn't come across as this peace with everything. Happy go. Lucky guy. After all this success.
1: I'll say this, though, too. It's a little peculiar. And granted, we still have a lot of episodes to go. But like he was so worried about coming across in a bad way. And so far, um, from what I've seen on the show, I haven't seen anything that would warn, like, wow, I can't believe Michael Jordan did that. Like, what would an a hole? I haven't seen any of that yet. Well, I think
2: what he's talking about is more Clyde Drexler comments. Okay. Well, he's he his conscious teammate, too, which he, I'm
1: sure they'll get to as, as well. Well, all those kind yeah.
2: of things. it' ha- like, a little bit more than halfway through, mm-hmm. and he's throwing people under the bus. He's told that how he feels about people. Sure. I mean, he has no love loss for Isaiah Thomas, obviously, yeah. whether it's Krause or. He, he has respect. With, he does. But yeah. 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 But, but so I think what he was saying is like, hey, I'm going to tell people how I really feel, and you sure. might not like that. Yeah. And at least so far. But somebody did bring up, it's like, does he look like he's even happy? And you wonder that in some of the episodes. He's so popular, mm-hmm. he's got all this fame. Was he really even happy? He's in the back room with security, and that looks like he was the most happiest playing quarters against the wall. But you ever notice, like, he's
1: with his security, though? He's not with his teammates.
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He even says it during the one thing. He's like, hey, everybody thinks this is the greatest life, but I'm locked in this room on the couch smoking a cigar. Don't worry, man.
1: Like, I walked away from that episode where he talked about, like, you know... This life isn't for everybody, all that stuff. I walked away from that episode thinking like, wow. I mean, as a kid, yes, I want to be like Mike and like he was my idol and he's still one of my biggest idols to this day. But as far as living that life, there is no way I I would never trade place with Michael Jordan for all the money in the world.
2: I have said this prior. And again, I'm not talking about uh, you gotta be always careful when you mention Tim Tebow's name, mm. but Tim Tebow. Around and you saw it firsthand at yeah. Senior Bowl and other places. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who are you telling? But man? Tebow during those days in oh nine, ten, probably even eleven, and he still it, it was like I had it described to me as the Beatles. Yeah. It was the it was the only way they could describe it, Whether they're going to restaurants in the back doors and trying to you know whatever it had to be because it looked like what this Jordan documentary looked like. Now I'm not telling you he was bigger than Jordan. But the Tigers of the world, the Jordans of the world, nowadays, because of social media and, I mean, whether it's actresses, musicians, mm-hmm. it is a lifestyle that is um, envious to some, but I'm not sure you really want to be there. And, and do you
1: ever get at peace Dude, with it Today, Adele tweeted out, like, she, it's her birthday, so she just tweeted out a picture of herself and she lost a lot of weight. Now she's getting hate online saying, well, she shouldn't have lost all the weight because now she doesn't look healthy and stuff like that. You know what? The, 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 listen, I'm, I'm going to offend somebody I'm sure, listening on Twitter, but the girl lost some weight, okay? And I'm sure she set a goal during this COVID-19, and she achieved that goal. She looks fantastic. Good for her. Let's celebrate that. Don't worry about the whole body image thing of she should be happy with the way she looks before. I don't care, man. Just celebrate her just achieving a goal. Yeah. So that, it, that's the way we live in now. That's the way we live in. And Jordan didn't even have to live in that. No, can you imagine? He didn't have to live can in that. Can you imagine if Twitter was around when Jordan was around? Well, how There's many no
2: casinos would there have been video of or, <sighs> yeah. you know, whatever it might have been? Who knows? Yeah, uh, Would he have been as clean, you know, in, in that respect? I don't know. You know, that's again, I think that go LeBron James has had to deal with that kind of stuff in this modern way that others didn't have to. And I yeah. think that's why I respect LeBron James a lot. I think he's done a really good job of handling a lot of it. Uh, so anyway, I'm thinking of Mike Tyson mm-hmm. from an athlete standpoint. Mike Tyson is
1: unbelievable. It's I
2: insane. mean, it's it's amazing, right? Even at One 53.
1: The, the, the next time you talk to Tom Mazinski, I uh, call him M- Milo at the stadium the guy you just interviewed, ask him about a story with Mike Tyson at an AU tournament.
2: I wish I had. I just talked to him on Sunday, yeah. and now I, got, I, I wish about I, it, I had a Zoom call. On. So
1: cool, cool, real quick uh, story. So Mike Tyson, because if you know the story about Mike Tyson, he got started when he was like 13 years old. Milo said that he actually saw Mike Tyson at an AU tournament for like 15 and 16-year-olds, and he said he saw this 13-year-old kid um, who was boxing in this tournament, and nobody obviously knew who he was. But um, the kid just obviously knocked out everybody. And then Mal at the end of the story goes, you know who that kid was. I'm like, I have no idea. He goes, it was Mike Tyson. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next time you talk to him, man, I will have to ask him. Make him, him about tell that story. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: so I'm looking at Mike Tyson and mm-hmm. I'm looking at Michael Jordan. Michael Tyson, Mike Tyson in these videos, all these years later, still kind of packs a punch. And he's got quickness. He's got a little gut on him now, yeah, right? Yeah, a yeah. big gut on him, maybe. Yeah. Maybe after all that CBD and all that stuff. Yeah. He looks like he's happier in life...
1: He's killing it, man. ...than Michael Jordan is. He's killing it. I agree with you. He
2: looks like he is at peace with who he is and where he's at after jail time and all the controversy. And a guy that did go through a bunch of controversy, and here you have Michael Jordan, who really didn't go through controversy. Mm -hmm. You know, he really didn't. I mean, he he was this mega star, but Mike Tyson was a mega star, too. And I look at him now... And I'm like, wow. Like, would Michael Jordan trade places with Mike Tyson? Yeah. That is asinine to think. Yeah. But
1: would he? Well, you ask the question to our listeners as well. Who would you rather be right now? Would you rather be Michael Jordan or Mike Tyson? So now, when you preface this question, Brent, I mean, you mean their entire career, right? I mean, you, yeah, I think you, you, totality. you have to include yeah. the trials and tribulations. And it's funny, because you asked that question, and immediately I'm like, yeah, Michael Jordan, duh. Absolutely. Do you, do you have any more brain busters? But then the, the more that I think about it and the more that I dwell on that documentary and the more that I followed Mike Tyson's career to this day and even getting a chance to speak with Mike Tyson last year at the Jaguars uh, Thursday night game, which was an awesome experience. Right. Okay? I kind of forgot about I, that. I, I, probably made, I probably spoke with him for like two minutes, you know, and it wasn't about getting pictures. It, w- it wasn't about like, hey, guess what? I met Mike Tyson. Check me out. Dude, I want none of that. All I want to do is go up to him and say, man, you're like the baddest guy on the planet. Um, you know, I, I'm a fan of what you've done. I'm still a fan of what you do, and I just want to say thank you. And that's all I said to him. And then he was very appreciative, and he was very cool to me. Uh, we talked about Evan Britton a little bit then, obviously, after that, <laughs> yeah, my former teammate. They do a podcast um, His, his, his co-host on the podcast. But the more I think about it now, Brent, and I'll, let's be honest. Let's set the scene of Mike Tyson real quick. You had a guy, like I just told the story with, with Miles Singer with the AU tournament, who started out when he was like 13 years old. Guy was a kid, oh, man. Okay? Guy was... 13 years old. Well, what 13-year-olds these days are playing video games, making YouTube videos, all that stuff on Twitch. Mike Tyson was one of the baddest men in the world at that age already, okay? So as that goes on, he's a young guy, and you know what? He gets taken advantage of, I think, whether it was by Don King, whether it was the people around him. They set him up to fail, all right? They almost promoted him like this sideshow freak show where it was like, you know, come watch this boxer, knock everybody out, but you know what? We're going to get over one on him when it comes to the finances and things like that. Now, don't get me wrong. Mike Tyson was never a perfect guy, man, okay? Mike Tyson's done some things in his past uh, in his life oh. that that are bad, Well, okay? listen, it's, it's part of bad. the package. It's a bad, it's- exactly, that I, I'll never agree with. But we're talking about where Mike Tyson stands right now to Michael Jordan. I would honestly take Mike, and this is crazy to say, I would take Mike Tyson's life over Michael Jordan's because here's why. Yes, Mike Tyson spent six years in jail, and I have to do that myself. Okay, six years, that's a long time to spend behind bars, man, and that's crazy. But you know what? If you look at the evolution of Mike Tyson, going from the guy who said, I'm going to eat your kids you know, and all that stuff, look at him now, Brent. You're talking about a guy who put himself out there in a a one-man Broadway show. Mike Tyson had a one-man Broadway show, two and a half hours, of just Mike Tyson on stage talking. And you know what? He crushed it. HBO even got the rights to it and showed it all over HBO. Like it's it's an entertaining show, man. And it's a one man show. Mike Tyson has his own show on Adult Swim Cartoon Network called Mike Tyson's Mysteries. I love that show. It should show you how crazy that show is because I love it. It's absolutely insane. He 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 has a he has a ghost friend. He has a uh, he has a pigeon friend that talks. It's it's the most bonkers show you're ever gonna see. Check out Mike Tyson Mysteries. But you know what, man? Surprising. But I love it. And guess what? But there's people out there who never kn- knew who Mike Tyson was from the boxing world, but they know him from Mike Tyson Mysteries and Adult Swim this cartoon right So I think with you look at what, what Mike Tyson's done now, and you know he's, he's got his own weed farm as well i'm not saying I, I would dominate that and be all excited for it, but it's more income, so it is what it is. but you look at Mike Tyson and the way that he 's evolved. Look at Mike Tyson and how he always has a smile on his face. And the way people approach him, man, like, yeah, there's always a sense of fear of Mike Tyson because the guy can knock you out any second. But people embrace that guy. People want to be around him. With Michael Jordan, man, it's still the fact, like, wow, it's Michael Jordan. Like, oh, you know, like there's like this big aura and this prestige around him. Mike Tyson has that too, but he's so much more personable, man. So I think the evolution, um, you know, of the athlete, I'm taking Mike Tyson all day
2: yeah I have a hard time getting fully there yeah. okay I raised the question because it, it just as interesting at 50 something years old after all you accomplished you'd hope somebody would be happy now I'm not assuming Michael Jordan isn't happy at all sure it just doesn't look that he's really in love with his life now and it's part of that is because you have such a small circle Tyson is a small circle here's yeah. hey if this money's a deciding factor Jordan's worth $2.1 billion. Yeah. Mike Tyson's only worth $3 million, according to the internet now. Yeah. He had made more than $300 million at one time, and yeah. lost it all. And uh, But again, money doesn't always buy you happiness, I think my mom once said. You better said. believe it. Smart $2.1 woman. Billion, though, I might take the risk. Uh, when we come back... I can only imagine you gambling in Vegas, too. How much... Uh, we're going to go... What's the ideal schedule for the Jasper Jaguars? But also, how much... Responsibility to these mega-athletes have from a social standpoint to take a stand like Michael Jordan did not. Talk about a little bit more next on ESPN 690. Our normal way of life has been changing quickly due to coronavirus. New rules to follow, and basically all sports have been put on hold. Heck, you might even be working from home. Hey, everybody, it's Martin Martineau. If you're not in the car from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m., check in on Action Sports Jacks on your smart speaker. Tell your Amazon Echo or Google Home to play ESPN 690.